Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Love This Bitch, the self-compassion podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, the life coach. And as always, I'm here today to teach you about self-compassion and the many ways that it can benefit your life and how that's kind of the foundation for thought work. And that's pretty much what I do here. Today, I wanted to share with you a bit about how self-compassion helps improve your relationships. So many times our relationships tend to be based on us trying to make other people happy, right? Or, you know, trying to do the things that we think we should or that we think that they would want us to do. And we think that, you know, this is the unselfish way to approach the relationship. We think we're putting them first, right? But the truth is, is that we don't control other people's thoughts and feelings. We don't truly know what would make them happy. And in many cases, the other person doesn't even know. And the answer is their own thoughts and feelings and not you. (laughs) But even you trying to mold yourself to fit what you think their manual is. And um, you'll hear me mention the manual quite often throughout my podcast. Um, The manual is like the book of instructions we have for how to handle every situation. And we all have our own manuals and they're all different, but we all think that we have the right and best manual (laughs) and that everyone else should just follow it, right? Because There's just no other way to look at the situation. And that's a whole episode in and of itself, the manual. So what we try to do many times in our relationships is try to figure out the other person's manual and perform to what we think is their standard. So that will make them happy. And it's really not as much about the other person and their happiness as so much as it's about us trying to achieve validation through that friendship and through that person. Right. We want to do what we think will make that person happy so that they will like us. So they will be happy with us, which means that we can like ourselves and we can be happy with ourselves. Right. And that's really not how that works. (laughs) The truth is, when you learn to love yourself and that you're happy with yourself and you don't need validation from anyone else, then you're happy. Right and you feel happy, you don't need that validation, and then you can just be yourself. And being yourself allows you to create that deeper connection with someone else because, one, you're being authentic. You're not trying to be who you think they want you to be, right? So you get to say things that are true for you. You get to show up when you want to show up, take a break or do something else when you don't want to, right? You don't feel these obligations to try and make them happy because you know that you're not in control of that, right? And you're comfortable with who you are and yourself. And that makes for better relationships in many ways. You know, first of all, no resentment builds up, right? You don't resent the things that you do for them, the time that you spend on them. You're not resenting if you're like, you know, I'm always trying to do, do, do for them and they don't do anything for me, right? Nothing like that ever comes up. You don't ever feel like you're just giving and giving to the relationship and they're not, right? Because when you love yourself and you're just being true to that, then you're giving your true self to the relationship and you're giving yourself when you want and how you want 
So it never, it doesn't matter if they ever give back or do anything at all, right? And that's not just like a lip service, like, oh, no, they don't have to say thank you or they don't have to do anything in return. And then you still feel that resentment, right? This is a true sense of, you know, they are who they are and I am who I am and I'm happy with that. So I don't have to try and do anything to make them happy. I don't have to try and get them to see that they should do things for me or do this and that, right? Because you're happy with you and your effort and what you put into the relationship. So you don't need them to see anything, right? You're happy with yourself. And that, you know, prevents there from being relationships that can make you, you know, have that feeling of resentment. If you're just showing up as your true self and doing the things that you want to do, then you're not going to feel that way. And also, you know, that's also better for the for the other person. You know, we often think that we'll make someone happy doing all these things for them. But, you know, the truth is, if they knew that we were tired, that we, you know, had whatever thoughts and feelings going on that made us feel drained or feel like now is not the time for this conversation or this event or anything like that, they would actually not want us to do it, right? And we think that we're doing it anyways as a service to them. Like I've talked about this a lot with my clients and on my other podcast, Vibrant Life Allies. If I had plans with a friend to go out for dinner, let's say, and, you know, things have gone on. There's been stuff in her family that day or that week. And she's just like, I really need a break. I would like to, you know, sit on the couch tonight, relax, meditate, talk to my husband about things that have been going on. You know, whatever it is, there are things that she feels like she needs to take care of. But she's like, okay, well, I should go have dinner with Lisa. You know, we haven't had dinner in a while. I know she's got stuff she wants to talk about. I I should do this. And the whole time she's like getting ready and, uh, I don't want to do this. I got to go do this. (laughs) I don't want that. I don't want that for her. (laughs) I don't want her to go through that. You know, I'd rather her be like, hey, I'm not not 100% on this tonight. Can we reschedule? And I would be like, absolutely. You know, take care of yourself. Do what you need to do. You know, and, and we can do this some other time. Is there any way that, that I can support you right now? You know, other than just being cool and rescheduling our plans, right? I would much rather do that <laughs> than have her show up and be thinking about things at home or something else that was going on or just thinking, you know, I'm too tired to be here, right? I want her to be able to show up as her true self and be excited to see me and spend time with me, just like I am with her. So, you know, that's a deeper, truer relationship if she feels like she can come to me and say, hey, tonight's not the night for this, right? Yeah, I was looking forward to it. Sure, I'll be like, oh, man, that sucks. But you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad she told me. I'm glad she was able to be herself and be honest and take that time. And I know that when she does come to see me, that it's not an obligation, right? And that she's ready and it's time, right? And we're both going to have a better time together and a better connection because she was able to handle stuff and really fully show up. So that's exactly how I would feel and want that to go. And if we really think about it, we would feel the same way. We, we wouldn't want our friend to think of us as something they should do or an obligation, right? Or, you know, in our relationship, especially if our partner feels like they should do something for us, right? <laughs> you know, if if they got us a present, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is so awesome. Thank you. I've, I was wanting this. 
And your partner was like, yeah, I know you mentioned it. And I knew if I didn't get it, you would throw a fit. (laughs) Right? Then how are you going to feel? You'll still be happy probably that you got what you got, but you might have a little knee-jerk reaction to throw it back in in their face. (laughs) Right? Don't do that. Uh, We could do some thought work around that. But that's probably not what you would want. You would want them to have been like, I want to get this for her. It would make me happy to make her happy by getting her this instead of, I should do this. This is what a good boyfriend would do or a good girlfriend would do. So, you know, if we don't want other people to treat us like that, we should take that into consideration with them as well, right? We don't have to try and make them happy. We don't have this list of things we should do to be a good friend. You can just be yourself and have those deep, meaningful connections with people who like you, of course, based on their own thoughts and feelings, but their thoughts and feelings about an actual version of yourself that is true instead of something that you've worked on to be something that you think they will like. If you're true to yourself, then you'll find those people that are attracted to that and that you guys click and you're able to have that, you know, that honest back and forth and have those times where it's like, hey, I'm not up for this. Let's not do this. Or if there was a conflict even in the relationship and you are both trying to be your authentic selves and you have self-compassion for yourself. So you have compassion for the other, right? You have compassion not only for your own human flaws and imperfections, but for theirs as well. Then the two of you can come together in a situation like that and you can resolve the conflict because you can be honest about it, right? One of you or both of you is not trying to bury it in order to avoid, you know, difficult conversations or to try and make the other person happy, You're just like, hey, let's talk about this. You know, let's address it, get it out of the way. So we won't have it between us. We can get together and talk about it. And it it won't be something that we've repressed because we don't think our friendship can handle it because we think the other person won't like us anymore. So when you're comfortable with yourself, when you love yourself, then you're able to have that, that conflict resolution. And, you know, it's great, obviously, when you can both do that. But it also works when it's just you. If you're in the relationship, if you are able to love yourself and have compassion for your faults, you know, it's easier for you to admit, you know, maybe when something you didn't do something that, you know, you wanted to do it in a different way or you said something that you felt like, you know, I shouldn't have said that that way. If you did make any mistake, human mistake, you're more comfortable admitting it because you're like, hey, you know, I, I I'm still me. I'm still a good person. I still love myself. But, you know, I made this mistake and that's okay. And I'm willing to put it out there to you and apologize so that we can move on. Or if they hurt you in some way, then if you love yourself and you have that self-compassion, then you can say, hey, this friendship is important to me. I know that it's my thoughts that are causing these feelings about this issue that's come up. So I'm willing to do the work on my end and my thoughts so that I don't feel that way and this conflict is not between us anymore. I don't need to be told that I was wronged or be told that I was right or apologized to because I know that it's my thoughts and feelings and whatever happened doesn't lessen my value. It doesn't mean anything about me. That was my friend's or partner's thoughts and feelings that led to those actions and it had nothing to do with me. So I can let that go 
and move forward with the relationship without any negative feelings or resentment. So that's one of the beautiful things about self-compassion is, you know, to be able to do thought work and to not let other people's thoughts and feelings and actions take control or have power over us and mean something to us by acknowledging that it has nothing to do with us, that it's their own experiences and their thought patterns, right? Being able to love ourselves is what helps us to do that. Because if you don't love yourself, you're going to be like, well, you know, I'm just a crappy friend. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have said that. They're all, they're right. Or, or maybe you're like, if you don't love yourself, then you get defensive. And then you're like, you know, what they said means, it means that I'm a bad person. It means that they think I'm a bad person. They think they're better than me. And you get real defensive because you kind of believe that that's true. And so you get angry and you're not wanting to do the thought work because you don't want to admit that any part of that is from how you actually think and feel about yourself. Because you might think that. You might think that on some level you're a bad person or you're unlovable. And so their actions are confirming that for you. And you don't want to face that because you don't love yourself enough to do the work there and to believe in yourself and to know that it's not true. <laughs> You're not a you're not a bad person. You haven't been a crap friend. So that's where that foundation comes in to love and support yourself gives you the the willingness to do thought management and learn not to take other people's thoughts and feelings in and accept them as your own or make them mean something about you. It's something that you can do from a place of love for yourself. It's much more difficult if you don't love yourself. And so everyone else's thoughts and feelings mean something about you, <laughs> to you, that could be true, that confirms your, your worst beliefs about yourself. So that's why it's always a good place to start with thought work of personal love and acceptance for yourself, so that when you do identify thoughts that you want to change, you can change them from a place of love. Because if you, if you try to change your thoughts from a place of hate, like, ugh, I'm so tired of thinking this way. Even if it's negative thoughts, I get a lot of times people, and I, I did this, I was there, beating themselves up for beating themselves up. <laughs> Why do I always talk to myself like this? Why can't I just stop the negative talk? Why can't I just love myself? Why can't I just support myself? That makes so much sense. I should just do that. <laughs> and now you're thinking that, so you're still thinking that I can't, I can't support myself. What's wrong with me? I can't even do that. And it's just making that, piling that on even more so that you don't make those changes. So you have to work on it. And a lot of people come to me as a coach to do that because it does take a lot of work and building that awareness. But it's definitely worth it so that you don't put the pressure on a relationship to validate you. You don't have to do things that you think will make that person happy to prove that you are, in fact, lovable because you love yourself. And you know that there are things to love about you and there are people who are going to see those things and love you for those things, not for anything you can do for them or if you could for the ability to make them happy. <laughs> and you can't. That's totally in their thoughts and feelings and they're in control of that. I've talked about that with the, the manual before. You know, I was like, even if we did give someone our manual and they followed it exactly, then we would just start doing rewrites because <laughs> we still we wouldn't be happy with the outcome. We'd be like, no, wait, no, I didn't want that. Or, well, but you're just doing that because it's written in the manual. <laughs> you know, I want you to do it because you want to do it. 
uh, I want you to want to wash the dishes. <laughs> That's from that movie, uh, The Breakup, I think. So, you know, we can't make other people happy and they don't make us happy. It's, it's those thoughts and feelings and those feelings that come from our thoughts. So loving yourself and being able to show up in your relationships, you know, it helps to make them more authentic and put the real you in the front so that they can see you and, and truly know you and connect with you. I was talking with a good friend of mine once and I had said something about, you know, how she had always been there for me and was always listening when I had problems at the time to talk about. And I don't know exactly how it come up. I don't remember. I think there was something to the extent of her being a good listener. And also, you know, she had her stuff together. And she said, no, I I had things going on. I had things to talk about. But I just, you know, I just knew that you needed me. So I just wanted to let you talk. And that was really sad for me. Because I just couldn't imagine me sitting there going on and on about my problems. And of course, I was young then, and I was definitely very self-centered and (laughs) self-absorbed. But in that state, I assumed, even though it makes no sense. So I was like, in that self-absorbed state, I had just assumed that she was great, that she was doing fine, that if she had some problems to talk about, she would have. And so, you know, I was just letting myself believe that everything was great with her and that she was listening to my problems. And the truth was that she had her own things that she was experiencing and going through. And I didn't get to be a part of that. And I didn't get to, you know, offer any support or, you know, help that that I might have had at that time. And so I felt really sad for the loss of that level of friendship. And we have a very, very good friendship. But the level of friendship that could have been established at that time, if she had felt that she could share those things with me, and that that it wouldn't take away from my problems, right, if we could have been there for each other. And I felt I felt bad that that she had held on to those things and went through them alone, or maybe gone to other friends about them. I, I really wished that she could have talked to me about them. And we do now we we talk about both of our lives. And I, I try to, I try to be aware of that, not from a place of trying to make her happy, but just from a place of, I missed out on this connection before, and I don't want to miss out on it again. I love her. I want to know what's going on in her life. I want to support her and be there for her. And I want her to know me the same way. So I'm not going to, you know, hold back my anything I would like to talk to her about now either. But I'm also going to be aware that she might, you know, do that in thinking that she needs to just support me. So I'm aware of that. And I can be like, hey, you know, what's up with you? Let's switch this to you. We've we've talked about me. (laughs) Or, hey, let's get this started with you. What's going on in your life? So it's something that We think that we're doing these things for the other person, but we don't really know what would make the other person happy. So instead, we could be ourselves and show up as ourselves. And yeah, it's harder to be vulnerable with our friends like that, right? To know that, hey, I might face rejection here. I might have some thoughts and feelings about that. Calls me a little pain. (laughs) But I love myself and I know that I can work through it, that it doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't make me any less lovable if the other person doesn't meet me in my vulnerability. But just taking that risk and being able to accept that and know that you can handle it, but that allows you to 
be your authentic self. And when that person does meet you in that, then you you get to have that that beautiful moment of opening up another layer of you and having them accept it and just draw closer and then be able to hopefully do the same in return and share things with you. And that's how, you know, one of the many ways <laughs> that self-compassion is is not selfish and it's not about glossing over your flaws. You know, it's about accepting them and yourself, both good and bad, right? Not glossing over the good and dramatizing the bad, which is what we usually do. But seeing ourselves as a whole person, you know, with human imperfections and being okay with that. And then that also allows us to see that in others. We can see when things happen in the relationship that we can say, hey, they are a whole person with human flaws and lots of good things, just like me. And I can accept them just like I accept myself. And it just creates that deeper connection in your relationships, more honesty, more vulnerability, and just the ability to be able to actually support each other in those times of need and vulnerability when you're able to show them to each other. So that is just one of the ways that self-compassion is truly important and can benefit other people in your life because it just makes those relationships free of resentment. It makes them free of pressure to fulfill each other's needs and just allows you to really just enjoy each other and get to know each other and the whole package, the good and the bad, and to love it all. And that's something that we want on some level. We always want someone to truly see us and still love us. So when you do that for yourself, that's the first step in being able to do that for others. And it's the first step in allowing others to do that for you. Because you're not going to put it out there, truly put it out there until you love yourself. Otherwise, you're going to keep masking and hiding and trying to people please. So just something to think about and to practice with with your self-compassion on the importance of loving you and being you so that you can have deeper, more meaningful relationships with those around you. All right. So get out there, love yourselves, show up and see what happens.